Big Slice. Uh, yeah, that that's my... your new nickname. Hey, welcome to, welcome to episode Big 60 slow? of Movie Toast. Big Slice here. Yeah, I'm the little slice. Oh, boy. It's the Movie Toast, the show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Hey Toasters, it's been a while, it's good to be back. Welcome to another episode of Movie Toast. I'm, I'm back, it's Toaster Dennis. He- hello. Hello Adam. Welcome oh. to the show. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you are actually going to be here, I just kind of sent this out in the ethos and was hoping you'd be there. How's it going, man? Uh, it's, it's, it's going, it's going. Had some... Had some family stuff to tackle, although initially unpleasant. Uh, ended on a lighter note, where at the very least, uh, my girlfriend and, and I ended up getting married. So, well, came, left for about a month, came back a, a married dude. Oh so, boy, how's it going? Is is it nice? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's nothing brand new. We've been together almost twelve years now, so it was bound to happen. But. We're there now, so nice. That's, that's so. So I guess you got to take back what you said earlier about your girlfriend and you. So I guess your wife and you. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Although I yep. guess that would have ruined the surprise. You know, I was trying to keep it in the context of how it was being stated, but uh, you fair know. enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! So uh, I imagine you probably haven't had any chances to watch many movies, but I'm just happy to have you here. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm happy to be back. I I got a couple. I still got a couple movies in. Uh, we were pretty busy, but there's a, a couple in there that were brand new views for me. May- maybe not new for you folks, but I finally caught up to a couple good ones. That's for sure. Nice. Um, yeah. Excited to share them with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so shit. Uh, I think the audience is probably psyched to have you back because they've been hearing me and people that haven't actually hosted the show before and me by myself, which is odd and weird. So thank you for coming back. Hey, oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. So uh, last time you were here, um, we, we were starting out doing some polls. Uh, so I got some here. Uh, so let, let's go into it. Uh, as you probably heard, Sean Connery passed away uh, over Halloween. Yeah. So I put out uh, asking what people's favorite movie starring Sean Connery was. Uh, so I put up the James Bond movies, Untouchables, The Rock, and Finding Forrester. Uh, what would you vote for? Zardoz. Oh, Zardoz. What a movie. <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zardoz. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why. The first thing I thought of was him and that fucking man thong. What a uh, weird uh, fucking choice for someone of his caliber. Strange movie. And he wasn't a nobody then either. He was mm-hmm. Sean fucking Connery. Nah, I mean, probably James Bond in that. That's probably the first role of his that I really identified the actor. Mm. And Entrapment is another classic oh. Sean Connery film. Everyone thinks of Catherine Zeta-Jones, but he is the other main character in the movie. That That's true. That's yeah, I guess that's kind of hard to say. Oh, The Rock. The Rock is yeah. probably one of my other absolute favorite Sean Connery movies. I, breaking into prison. Come on. That was <laughs> you don't get that very often. But thank God for Michael Bay. Thank Hell yeah. Shit. He, I, I will give him that one. That is definitely one of probably one of my all time favorite Michael Bay movies. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're kind of on here. Uh, James Bond's uh, got 50 percent of the votes. Uh, nice. The Rock got 33 and Finding Forrester got 17. So oh, wow. it's kind of a, no, the untouchables nobody cared about. Honestly, I've never seen it. So I, I honestly don't care about it either. And there, Oh, man. because Oh, that's right. And there's The Avengers, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm, his last film. I, You know, I didn't put on here that Indian and Jones movie that he was in. I, I feel like that would have oh, probably been Indi- a good one to have. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, that's a good call. Wow. Hmm. Wow, where where was that when I made this up? Um, see, see what happens when Toaster <laughs> Dennis ain't here. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a shit no, show it's Good been. Choices. Nah. Good choices. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then a uh, couple of weeks ago, they released a trailer for this new Nick Cage movie called Willie's Wonderland. You know anything about this movie? Oh fuck, no. I, I wish okay. I did. So uh, ideally, this is kind of like a live action version of uh, Five Nights at Freddy, except it stars oh. Nick Cage, and it looks mm. uh, like you'd imagine. 
So I uh, wanted to know what people's favorite Nick Cage movies were out of the following four. Raising Arizona, Con Air, National Treasure, and Mandy. Oh. There's a 50-50 split here. Is that... Now, is it between Con Air and fucking National Treasure? Because... Con Air's in there. National Treasure, surprisingly, is not. Oh, that's funny. I thought I thought the family vote would have totally leaned into right? I, that. Right? Yeah, I thought so, too. Because he is a national treasure, too. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, thank you, Klaus. Um, damn. I don't know. The Rock? <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> I wanted to put that on there, but I had The Rock for Sean Connery, so I couldn't double dip on The Rock. And every time I say The Rock, I think of Dwayne Johnson. It's wouldn't it be funny if he was in the movie? Too? I wish he was in the movie too, playing one of the Marines like, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just see him; he's like a background actor on it. Just uh, it, it like in the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, kind of like him in a uh, Reno nine one one Miami. Just dies right ahead, <laughs> or or the other guys. God, they kill oh him off. God. Off. That's a fun role to take, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I have to go with my gut on that one. Yeah, it's my first. Yeah. First response. So so. uh Con Air and Mandy, people loved. Um, I honestly, Man. Mandy, not a film for me, but uh, a lot of people like it. But it was so hard trying to choose Nick Cage movies because he has so many fucking good movies. It's like, how do you? So I was trying uh, to get different ones I I know people like, but I really thought National Treasure would be up there. Yeah, I kind of I kind of would have thought so too. I personally, I I enjoy Raising Arizona more than National Treasure. Uh, that is a, just a very enjoyable, weird. Cohen Brothers movie at that point, but a very different direction. So I can understand that not being. I gotta call myself out here. I said mm, when you said that, but I've never watched Raising Arizona. It's on my list. It's on fucking HBO Max, and I've never watched it. And oh, I keep saying yeah. I'm gonna watch it because it just sounds awesome. You should check it out, dude. Yeah, it's, I think it's your right amount of weird, like mm-hmm. in the best possible way. Where it's there's so many, so many. What am I trying to say? Uh, they go out on a limb. They take a lot of. Uh, Fuck. What's the phrase? Literary uh, freedoms, or yeah, yeah. Um, uh, license. Oh, uh, license. Uh, okay. D- 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 uh, what am I trying? To- Fuck. What? <laughs> um. No. Anyways, I've fucking. It's all, all that good, shit. Man. That was all garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so no, in that one, they just kind of run with it. They just some of the sillier, weirder, quirky things that are more common in their later films. This one just leans in really hard to it. If you want to feel better, I, I'll tell you about something I really fucked up the other day. Uh, I, me and Sarah were talking. I made a joke about Schindler's List, and I'm like, yeah, kind of like Morgan Freeman and Schindler's List. And she's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, you know, when, like, fucking they're, they're trying to get out of prison and stuff, and, like, he buries his way out. Uh, she's like, you know what you're talking about? I'm like, yeah, dude. I guess he has a list of, like, Jewish people he wants to save, but he has to get out of prison first, and him and Morgan Freeman. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, I, I'm thinking of Shawshank Redemption, but he's not even in that movie. I've never seen Schindler's List or Shawshank, and I got the two of them mixed up, and and it was, I felt like a giant piece of shit. Oh my uh, god! Okay, that's what if pretty I great. thought Schindler's List was the same thing. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, not quite the same. Slightly. I, I couldn't talk myself down. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm like, at least it's a movie, kind of. But I'm like, I don't know why I thought. He was in prison. I thought maybe it was like a prison where they sent like a ghetto right before they were going to kill Jewish people. Oh. But I'm like, why is Morgan nope. Freeman there? I don't get this. No, nope. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a dumbass. Oh, shit. We're, <laughs> we're all entitled to those every once in a while, though. That's that's OK. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now I'm going to talk about the MCU. It's not film per se, but it has film people kind of talked about. So, uh, did, did you hear the rumors that, uh, supposedly Oscar Isaac, uh, might be playing the character Moon Knight in, in the MCU? I did. I did. That's but which did I you think hear, is pretty cool. I just, did just you hear that. The other names that, uh, were also thrown on the list. No. Okay. So this is, I put this out there to see there's two other names that I've heard. Uh, there's Oscar Isaac, Nick Kroll and David Diggs. And then I put oh. none of the above to see what people, uh, who people thought would be the best choice. Uh, what, what would you think here? Interesting. I, David Diggs would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I was already He's like, cool. Oh yeah. I was already cool with Oscar Isaac just because I, I enjoy him. He's we've I've seen him do a couple, you know, a couple different things. He's not just Poe. So mm-hmm. I I would have complete faith he could handle it, uh, handle it like 
like yeah, a, you know what I, you know what I mean. Good actor for that type of role. Yeah, because really, Moon, Moon, Moon Knight is like Marvel's like Batman essentially, right? But he has like multiple I think personalities so. or something. And and yeah, he has like a darker edge to him. He kind of comes from being a bad guy first, I think. Or it's, it's mm. I don't know. It's something he doesn't he doesn't play by the mainstream bad guys rules. And the, especially the fact that I think he runs around with fucking guns, guns and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're 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 dead on here. So uh, David Diggs got sixty seven percent. Oscar Isaac nice. got thirty three percent. But I heard something on another podcast uh, that made sense. Apparently, this guy has like multiple personalities or something. So there's they were thinking, what if they cast all three of these guys as different versions of the character or the personalities? Oh, that would be interesting. Depending on who was talking, would be which personality yeah. is actually in control. Which now that you you've made the point of the multiple personality thing, Nick Kroll makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Still not my first choice, but <laughs> yeah. I could understand. I, I get that now when he like when he switches, I could see the switch being much dramatic, a lot harsher. He could mm-hmm. do a lot you know, a lot more brutal a voice or, you know, whatever direction you're supposed to take it. Because yeah, he um, can turn those voices on and off like nothing. Like he can jump multiple characters in a row, it feels like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, OK, he totally could do that part of that character. So I, I could yeah. see that. I could see that. But nobody liked him. Hmm. So uh, fuck Nick Troll, apparently. Oh, uh, but that would have been my vote. My vote would have been for Nick Troll because I always oh, like the comedy route. Yeah. But um, so that's all I have for polls this week. Next Good week, stuff. find out what we have. Um, but before we get into the show, uh, the past couple of weeks, our intern slash editor, Mike, has been wanting to give a review, but we just haven't been able to get him on the show. And uh, I guess he sent us an audio excerpt of a review that he wants us to listen to. So uh, let's let's uh, listen to that right now and uh, talk about his review once we're done listening to it. Sweet. Hey, Dennis and Adam, it's your editor intern Mike here. So basically, this is my review for the movie that I've been hiding from you, Adam. And I keep telling you I want to tell you about this film. But this film has the devil, a corrupt government, and a sculptor with a key character who is a goat. This movie has all that, plus sex. And this is a kid's movie intended (laughs) for kids. This what? is a movie called Goat Story. It's an animated Go- Czech film <laughs> ba- uh, around mm, 20, like 2013, what the 2012. Fuck is this? And basically this film is about this. It, it's a really intricate film. So you, I, I don't really know the details. He's killing this review right now. Explain it logically. But he had me at the character. The story is about a guy who comes in to the Czech Republic and he is trying to find a job and he's a sculptor and he has a companion goat named Goat. Basically they get in and they're building two of the most (laughs) famous monuments in uh, Czechoslovakia which is the bridge. I don't remember the name of the bridge and the the clock. The Famous clock in Czechoslovakia. The bridge of the I do apologize <laughs> for all my Czechoslovakian viewers. You should be ashamed of, of yourself. Show, Czechs I, love I'm our show. the name of it. But basically, he is just coming into this town, and he gets treated really badly. And there's also a B story, which follows this loser, nerd-type guy. That's not nice. And he <laughs> is trying to be the best. He, he wants to fit into these, I think they're students. They're really wealthy. <laughs> and all they do is they eat and have sex and all Ooh, that I stuff. I like that. Which is interesting for a kid's I film. I do both of And <laughs> he's, he's just trying to go in. But we don't really see him a lot. He It's just weird back and forth. But for our main character, I think his name is Johnny. Johnny, and he classic. Is, he falls in love with this girl named katie and man this this character is interesting she's got a a big fat (laughs) big tits and she hides nails in her boobs and she just shakes them out and they just oh and i forgot to mention that the goat has a crush on johnny and actually says that 
she wants to get married to Johnny. And wow, luckily he replies, she no, that's just says. weird. So yeah, <laughs> an interesting watch if you are with a bunch of friends. This movie is a great drinking game. Uh, I have to say I, I'd give it a point five pieces <laughs> of toast. Literally just a crumb. But anyways, I have an idea. Ask the viewers if I should review Goat Story 2. Well, that's well, there's a pretty much it for me. See you guys later. Done. Oh, oh, he's he's got to do it. You got to do it. Doubt. You got to do Fuck it, Mike. Viewers, dude, you're doing it, man. Yep. Two, yep. You did it Ugh. yourself. Yeah. You did it yourself watching the first one. Now you have to watch the second. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, he did tell me apparently this movie is on YouTube for free to watch. I, okay. I think I gotta watch it, man. I gotta. Maybe we should do a commentary on this one. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, we might, we're getting in on his territory because this is his. That's true. This this is the mic. This is the table. Yeah. Well, as far as we know, there could be a goat story three. So there, there we go. We it's like, the, but you did point out something we should consider is finding feature length fucking random things on YouTube mm. to then start reviewing because that could be humorous. <laughs> Which I wanted to, I wanted to throw your way. I kind of want to do like a a twelve movies of Christmas or like some different thing. But maybe we do like commentary tracks of like Lifetime movies or like really bad oh, Christmas movies. God, that might be that might get pretty rough. Yeah, that'll get pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> maybe one. <laughs> okay. 12, 12 but maybe, all right, maybe like each week leading to Christmas, we do like three of our favorite like holiday films for for the season. I don't know. That would be. I, I don't know. Or let's make a little of both. Uh, you know. I. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. It's like I'd be good for. I'm good for holiday themed episodes though. I'm. Nice. I'm all excited for that shit. But I guess to get back to the point here, I'm hijacking here. Uh, Mike, that was an amazing review. Please come back next week with a goat story, too. I want to know if Johnny and the, the goat get together. And I want to yeah, hear oh. more about the girl with the big ass and big tits and nails that pop I, out of her. The, the, yeah. The, the, is this a uh, fuck? What do they what do they call it when it's in a car? The fucking in, you, you, isn't there a name for the like that kind of device? Like talk about James Bond movies. <laughs> 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 her like escape method is dumping a bunch of nails in the path as they're running away, and then like it's like the license plate pops up or something. They like nails like and wacky racers. Oh my god! Yeah, there you go. It's oh, exactly god. It. What a way to start the show. That that is good. Man. I'm happy that I, he waited till the two of us were here because he wanted to come on and talk about it. And I, I'm happy that we both got to experience that. Oh yeah, that was great. That was great. Oh. Thank you for sharing. Mike. That was awesome. And the fact that he hid there was a sequel right at the end that that's a hook right there. Oh yeah, and you got it. You got to do that one now, dude. You got to you got to hear about the second one. <laughs> oh, it's still, oh Jesus! Uh, that is, oof. <laughs> and the famous check bridge in the famous check. Uh, <laughs> what what you clock? Know, the bridge and the clock. <laughs> I bet if we were from the Czech Republic, maybe we would know what that is. I mean, now yeah. I want I want to find out how many Czech listeners we actually have. Uh, I, I think there has to be at least like one, right? I hope you, so. You would assume? I hope so. I, I hope our international following is encompassing of all living peoples. But, you know, yeah, can't even if they too don't much. speak her. Yeah. <laughs> Got, is there a way to. Well, I guess I don't want to bog down the show, but when he does a goat story, too, I'll let him know what our Czech fans are. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get you those numbers. Let's we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Give you the yeah, details. I'm, I'm scrolling through now and. um. Fuck, dude. I don't know if we do have any Czech listeners. Fucking, we got everywhere else. It fit. Oh, 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 we have one Czech Republic download. So maybe it's going to skyrocket. I miss the rule. Oh, man. I love that rule. Rules, rules. <laughs> Mariners. <laughs> My mama. <laughs> oh, God. I ever want to rewatch that show. What a classic. <laughs> What a national treasure. Uh, Fuck Nick Cage. Adult Swim. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Adult uh, Adult Swim's uh, streaming app actually has, I think, every episode of Check It Out for free. So thank God. Enjoy, folks. Uh, Maybe we should do a spinoff show called Checking It Out. Oh, my God. Commentary. Where we we do commentary on Check It Out. I think it would just be us laughing nonstop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd so, be, uh, do do you wanna do you wanna take a first review, or do you want me to dip in a review, or oh, how how do you yeah. want? Uh, sure, you know, I'll I'll jump in. Um, yeah. 
I'm going to go with one that was recommended to us by our, our very own editor, Mike, here. Uh, I, I got around to watching It Man. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Thanks, dude. That was a awesome fucking time. So It Man tells the story of uh, Donnie Yen plays the master of Wing Chun, which is a, a style of Kung Fu that I'm going to make sure I'm saying all that. right. I believe that's correct. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> That is, he lives in this village where martial arts is very popular. Every, uh, the teachers kind of have high esteem. Uh, people look up to them, the, the various masters. And the, uh, the, master, the other masters in the village all look up to him. And not only is he extremely talented, but he's, he's very wise. He seems to reason his way through situations better than uh, he fights, believe it or not. And he's an incredible fighter. Huh. So th this isn't a time where uh, Japan is first starting to invade China uh, in the, what, the 40s? So, the, you know, this is the World War II era. Starts off, it's kind of the wars in the distance. You know, they know what's going on, but it's not immediately... The, the effects aren't immediately seen. And then a few short years later, they are the Japanese have come straight through their village. They have in, in a what was once a, a booming city has now been stripped away of like 70,000 or so of its citizens. It was a huge chunk of the population was either killed off or imprisoned. And wow. of the few left were him, his wife and his child, maybe a handful of his students. There's a point where they start to uh, the Japanese officers start looking for uh, martial artists to fight for their entertainment. And hmm. uh, he wants to find the best one to fight himself, show his display of how Japanese martial arts are going to beat out Chinese martial arts and. It, you know, whole other whole other f flavor of the uh, fighting. Styles. No, uh, uh, people being intolerant toward another race. What a fucking racism. Yes, there we go. Whole other flavor of racism that, you know, Americans are just we have our horrible issues. But the seeing this interaction is not something that I think is thrown in an American audience's face very often. So it's something to think about. This was going on at the very same time we were going through some shit. China was huh. getting a big brunt of some terrible shit, too. Yeah, I guess Anyways. that's weird. We always picture ourselves only going through this stuff and not other countries. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And it, it left it left a mark. Uh, that's for sure. But getting back to the story of uh, it man over here, this is it's it is a badass martial arts film. It tells a great uh, it tells a very interesting story. I really like what's going on in the world. No one really feels unnecessary. We don't get into fight scenes for no reason. Like everything feels organic to the story. We're not just jamming shit in there, except for with the exception of maybe the fight scene towards the beginning, like the opening, like not ceremony thing, but there's like a festival sort of thing happening where all of the schools are kind of putting up their guys and having mm -hmm. him duke it out. But Again, it seems like, you know, we're we're told this is what, what's going on. So it seems normal. Great fucking time, though. I really enjoyed it. The soundtrack, like the score was cool. The uh, choreography is incredible. I see why Donnie Yen is gets all the roles he does just from this movie alone. Like, it's amazing what, what was accomplished in this film. I'm giving this one a solid three. Damn. I was trying to decide whether or not I was going to take it higher, but I think I need to keep it within check here. So it's within Czech Republic, like the old bridge, you know, the famous bridge in the <laughs> that we all know and adore. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I'm sure it's famous. I just don't know it. So, so yeah, uh, Mike, thank you. That was a killer time. I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I am definitely going to be hitting you guys with a review of it, man, too. I'm going to see how nice. far down the list I'm going to rattle down. I know there's a couple spinoffs. Uh, Netflix is chock full of. It man movies, so mm. keep an ear out. I'll I'll be hitting you with another one, if not next week, then the week after. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that because Mike was really passionate about liking that movie. So now I'm hearing two people. I guess I've heard other people, but hearing it firsthand from the movie yeah. toast crew means a lot I've, to me. I've heard it in the past. Like I've been recommended the movie several times in the past, and it just it's like ah eh, okay. So it, I don't know why I was always able to just kind of brush it off. Like oh, sure, I'll get around to it. And it's been honestly sitting on my uh, Netflix queue for years now. Probably I had, mm. I legit had to like I was searching for it, and I went to add it to my queue, and it's like oh it's already there. Okay, <laughs> way at the back. <laughs> nice, but it's very worth. Hey, it. Hey, at least worth it's it. it's made its way to the front. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
as well as the second and third one I've, I've added. That's legit. Yeah. So oh. I'm going to, I'm going to, Oh, what's up? Sorry. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to add random factoid. So this is actually leading up to the fact that it man is a real person. This is loosely based in a real uh, true story. And he is the mass. He's the master who taught Bruce Lee in real life. Now, do they touch base on that in this movie or is that probably for yeah. future movies? Yeah, they do in a like foreshadowing kind of thing. Do you get a few title cards at the end of the movie of like what happens in the future, like who he ends up being? And there's some real, uh, real photos of him and Bruce Lee. But it also sets up the next film, which isn't quite that far along in the timeline. It is uh, uh, that might start. I'm guessing it may start in the second film, if not the third. uh, Mm. If I had to guess, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll have to keep everyone coming back to hear that. Fair enough. I'm going to I'm going to stick with you on this. I'm going to go with a foreign movie myself. We have a screener that I watched this week uh, for a Swedish movie. Oh, called Coco D Coco Da. Uh, this movie, to let you know, it's played in some festivals um, and it, it played, I want to say, in Sundance. So they're not fucking around here. This movie is about there's a family that's on a great vacation before their daughter's seventh birthday. Uh, it's going great. It's going smooth. And then they they are at this restaurant and the mother gets food poison and they have to air rush her to a hospital. They spend the night in the hospital. Everyone's doing great and fine. They wake up the next morning and their daughter's dead. They think she got the food poisoning, too. Jesus. And then we pick up three years later. The family is going on the same trip. The, the, the mother and father are kind of in a terrible place nowadays, and they're trying to like relive that last great trip they had together so they're trying to go back where they're camping and when they're camping the mother has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and she kind of thinks she hears noises outside and the dad's like don't worry about it just go out there and pee it's all good and then we see her get brutally killed and we see the guy watching from afar in his tent and then these people that kill her then go over to the tent and, and send a dog in there to attack and kill this man. And that guy wakes up in the tent, like kind of like, what the fuck happened? And then his wife's outside peeing and it happens again in slightly different manner. And oh. then it, it, it just keeps happening and happening until like there's so many different variations of how it happens. But it's pretty much about these two have to come together to survive this terrible night. And uh, it's pretty intense. God. And the thing is, the girl, uh, her her birthday gift was this music box. And it has a nice, beautiful painting of, like, a happy-go-lucky guy wearing a top hat singing. And a dog. And this big guy. And this, like, lady. Mm. And those characters on that box are the people that are attacking and killing the, the husband and wife. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And uh, there's some like kind of origami art puppetry kind of in this movie, which is beautiful. Uh, Mm. It's just it's kind of intense. It's it's kind of cool. I am going to give this movie three out of uh, four slices of toast because it's original. It's like a nightmarish Groundhog's Day. Uh, Yeah. And it's just kind of trippy. And right now that movie is playing in virtual theaters. Uh, in Los Angeles, um, it's playing at the Limley Theaters. Uh, Philadelphia, it's playing at the Film Society. Uh, Cleveland, it's playing at the Cinematheque. Columbus, Ohio, it's playing at the Gateway Film Center. In Durham, it's playing at the Carolina Theater. Uh, so you can find that online, tickets for it. Once again, it's called Coco D, Coco Da. Uh, but it's going to be on VOD on December 8th, so you can get that everywhere. Um, nice. Pretty intense stuff. Brutal, yeah. brutal, man. No, I gotta, I gotta check that shit out. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to kind of see what you think about it. But it's like the whole movie, I'm like, what's what's going on here? And then once it kicks in, it's like, oh, shit. And seeing the way that the variations, how they do it, is so intense because it's it's brutal. And like, it's like you're watching, so, like it's, ah, man, it's it stays in your head after you watch it. I watched this two weeks ago and it's still fresh in my head, man. Like, nice. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I give one one more quick one uh, as I'm going right now? Oh, get it, man. Let's hear All it. Right, cool. So there's a movie called Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. Uh, <laughs> it's about this uh, slacker who works at a video game store uh, with his two best friends. 
And there's legends of this like ultimate ColecoVision style game that was supposed to be the greatest game ever made. But the company that made it, their uh, their 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 company burned up in flames. The the fa- the fucking building it was in, so nobody ever got to play it until one night it mysteriously showed up at this video game shop, and the guy played it. But when he played it, he opened up like a realm of like like creatures from the game that then starts taking over the people in reality. And then someone then leaks this game onto the internet, so it spreads all over the world. Oh shit! Uh, and. It's kind of intense and crazy. It's like a very cheap movie. But the reason I wanted to see it, it has Kevin Smith as a cameo in it. And uh, this guy, Greg Grumberg, uh, it has an interesting cast. One of the guys in it uh, who plays this character's grandfather is the uh, the main badass, the old coach from Cobra Kai. I forget what his name is. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Oh, like, awesome. it's it's insane. Like, and like the other guys are kind of like, you, you can see their faces like, oh, I've seen these guys and this and that. But uh, literally, it's about like the uh, two guys that invented the game have to come together. They had a falling out and they got to help this kid kind of destroy the ancient ancient evil that is coming because apparently one of the creators kind of sold his soul to the devil i believe it is and he gave him this game to then indeed card cause carnage and stuff and it sounds really cheesy but it is kind of fun like i'm giving this three and a half stars i rented it at Redbox. it's called max reload in the nether blaster oh man it's (laughs) fucking awesome it's Had fun. It. I think that you sounds dig like it. a fun time. Yeah, damn, dude. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, have to give and it a like shot. the effects is, are cheesy and like fun. I think Lynn Shay's in it as well. It has hmm. such a weird cast. Funny, yeah. huh? Yeah, sounds up. Sounds up my alley. Just the title alone is giving me flashbacks of uh, God damn it. What's that cheesy sci-fi movie I like that has RoboCop and Jurassic oh, Park? Uh, in it? Uh, God damn it. Uh, uh, Ready Player One? No, no older. That's not cheesy. Uh, cheesy. Fuck. Oh my God. I don't know. My sister would be is like yelling at me what the name of this is right now. I'm intrigued, uh, man. Fuck. Uh, oh my God. Why can't I think of it? <laughs> uh, who's in it? Um, RoboCop. I, mean, I can't think of uh, Peter Weller oh, stars in it. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. I thought you meant uh, RoboCop was a character in it. Sorry, oh, I apologize. No, no, no. Oh, boy. Um, uh, fuck. I don't know, man. But I'm intrigued. I would love to know what this. Movie I'm about is. to. I'm, go, I'm about go to ask your sister, man. I'm so mad, <clears throat> oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Now I want to. It's like my it? favorite movie of his. Oh my god, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, oh, dude, dude, fucking, you're leaving out fucking. What's his face? Uh, Je, Je, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I said earlier. I said Jurassic Park. That was my. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I said, Normally, yeah, I'm starring... the feels like a character. <laughs> yeah. I like, now no, it feels like to be other people listening to me, man. It's crazy. What the fuck? Who the fuck uh. is he talking about? But yeah. No. Th- okay. I totally. I'm totally getting off track here. But a movie that stars Peter Weller, John Lithgow, Jeff Goldblum, Christopher Lloyd, all in the same thing. I, I'm a big fan. I like Clancy Brown. He's he's a mm-hmm. big character in that too. Um, Dude, that movie is great, man. I love oh, that God. flick. It's it's funny. So we, fucking cheesy, but it's so good. <laughs> we can tie that together with this Max Reload because uh, a couple of years ago, Kevin Smith was going to be making a TV show out of uh, fucking that movie, but it turns out that oh. the people they they didn't have the rights for it. Like he was told the company had the rights, and then found out they did not have the rights. That would have been cool to see. Oh, man, yeah, it's like attenuation. Yeah. That, uh, there, were, I feel like I remember hearing there actually was a this whole plan that they were hoping if the movie made enough money, they were going to do a whole trilogy. They had all these lofty goals and then they tanked. Yeah, but that's they set it up for such an epic like they didn't leave it off on like a happy, peaceful manner. Right. If I recall correctly. Oh, no, they did. They they go fucking wow. dancing down the fucking L.A. Canal for no <laughs> fucking reason. It's a whole uh. the closing credits make no goddamn sense at all. Oh boy! It's a what is it? They kind of a sound barrier. Is that what it was initially? That yeah. That so it's he's got a he's created this device that allows you to travel to a split dimension. What is it? The eighth dimension. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. Where it's it's a reality between the physical world and whatever this other dimension is, and how like we all occupy the same space, the same plane at the same time. We just don't. <laughs> interact with one another and he like so his vehicle fucking breaks this whatever this barrier is he goes into the eighth dimension and he basically runs the fuck over an alien 
and comes Ugh. back into our dimension and it's like plastered into the front of his car. I know this sounds cheesy as fuck, but that's legit the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh, God. What a fucking movie. That would have been. It's a cult hit, man. I'm shocked that they haven't oh, yeah. been like, fuck it, man. We could easily make this on the cheap and probably get that cast back in this movie because they probably had a blast making it. God, the movie's just so fucking. Quiet down, quiet down. <laughs> Somebody's having. Is there somebody having a bad time in here? Oh my god! That whole, the fact he's a fucking, he's a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon oh. and a rock star and <laughs> an engineer and an extreme sports kind of guy. I don't know, dude. He's auto racing. He, OG fucking triple X. He's like Xander Cage is. the max. He is. He is the fucking. He is the original Xander Cage. Oh. Man, we went so off off the side on this one man well, how many pizzas of toast would you give uh give this flick because you know let's let's call this a review fuck it man it's um oof. I, like i want to be generous with it but it's only because of my gross disgusting taste that i enjoy it so much it but is that's the point of this bad yeah. movie it is a bad movie i'm gonna warn you folks right now so take my three slices with a grain of salt because I I have such a good time watching this movie because of how fucking cheesy it is. And I think mm -hmm. if you go into that with that mindset, you can thoroughly enjoy yourself. Please yeah. don't take anything seriously. Just let it play out like a cheesy soap opera. It is so funny. It's such a good time. I totally agree with you, man. Buckaroo Banzai is at least a three slicer. And I don't know if I gave uh max reload in the nether blaster review but i was gonna give it 3.5 but i agree i'm gonna shadow what you said man it's like you're in for a cheap cheesy movie but i literally bought uh, rented this movie with like three other movies this movie was like the bottom of my list and it was the most favorite one i rented that day so. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah and it even yeah. has cheapy graphics so and like what really gets me is like the title like there's even like clips of the movie like that are in like 8-bit like it's like an eight bit oh, scene cool. of the movie, yeah. and like the the title is like in like that old eighties retro style font of like video game. Oh, it's great. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I yeah. love it. So, shit. So what what, what else did you stuff. watch this week, man? Well, my other film that I had for you is going to be something that I desperately wanted to see in theaters and then just didn't get around to seeing, but thankfully I got that opportunity. I got to see 2019's Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, very, very, very excited for this one. I grew up in a household that was into cars. My dad's very, very much into cars. I was a fan of Carol Shelby already. That was a name I was already familiar with just living in my home. And then uh, to get a this story featuring the cast that it is, mm. I was very, very excited to see how that would unfold. So those not aware, um, Ford vs. Ferrari tells the story of Carol Shelby and his driver, Ken Miles, who then set out to create the best Le Mans car, or not just the best Le Mans car. They're, they're trying to defeat Ferrari at the 24-hour <laughs> Le Mans race, which is no short order. Like, this is... There's another layer here. Okay, so for you folks who are not familiar with auto racing and just that would be are me. into the movie, the 24-hour uh, Le Mans is exactly that. It is a straight 24-hour race uh, where one team is uh, assigned, depending on how many drivers or the style of race, some people, some teams can have up to four drivers. This one, I, they feature two, it looks like, but. I believe they can have up to four. You have your captain, how many hours you're allowed to drive, I think, which I think might be six, which makes sense why there would be four drivers. Uh, but again, oh. it, that depends on how many drivers you have because you're taking shifts. You literally have to fucking pit to switch drivers and keep going. So this wow. is an endurance. Uh, auto racing is already an endurance race in its own right. This is mm -hmm. on a whole other level. Because not only do the people have to keep up with this, you know, machine that's running for 24 hours straight, but you got to build a car that has to go through the the intensity of driving at high speeds for such a long period of time. Fucking just a slight another slight tangent here. Just by comparison, drag racing, those cars are built to do an incredible exert incredible amounts of energy. They destroy an incredible amount of uh, parts just getting going on a few runs that they don't have to worry about sustaining driving for more than a few seconds at a time, literally no more than 20 seconds or so. Are they actually going full throttle before things have to get swapped out and shit huh. a car like this? It is, it is a just ridiculous performance machine that you are going to beat the shit out of like, no, no matter what, at the end of the day, this thing is going to be wrecked. Hmm. 
So they, I'm they, right. um, Carol Shelby, who can no longer race anymore because of a heart condition, comes, is familiar with this driver, Ken Miles, who's this for, um, former British tank driver. I, I think he was, in the, he was in the military. He also served as well as Carol Shelby and the recognized that he's the type of driver he needs to drive the car. He needs to build to beat Ferrari. Ford wants this to happen by any means. Uh, th- and this is Ford Jr. Uh, who's running the company at this point. Any means necessary. He's going to beat the son of a bitch. Uh, they, they very, <laughs> very little tolerance toward one another. Uh, another cast member who does a fantastic job in the film, John Bernthal. I really like his Ooh. presence in the, in the film. Um, and then just of notable mention, uh, uh, the, the wife of Ken Miles plays Molly Miles. Catch. Oh, my God. I'm going to just butcher her name. Katarina Balfe, something like that. Who I apologize. She, she, I, I don't even know who she is. Uh, what's she in? Besides uh, this, good, good question. Good question. Right, it doesn't uh, matter. She's just a great actress. Fuck you. It doesn't matter, Adam. You oh, Outlander. Me. That's she's like okay. the, she's the main actress. She's the main character in uh, the series Outlander. That's probably nice. the biggest, biggest People thing. love that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also Josh Lucas. Those are the most notable, I feel like, <laughs> names that I that I took away. But, but it's still a pretty big um, fucking cast. Very interesting film. I mean, it's just uh, seeing these guys, watching these two men push themselves in their own respective lanes, trying to accomplish this goal and conquering what a car company known the world around to be the best at making these types of cars. They actually set out to do this, and it's it is a str- it's a struggle, but it's an interesting one mm-hmm. to to witness. the The cast is incredible. Christian Bale, Matt Damon, just kill their roles. They're incredible. Huh. Did incredible, incredible jobs. The sound design is fucking amazing. I I wish oh, I could have I seen bet. this in the theater with the proper sur- surround sound. But let me tell you, if you're at home and you have the opportunity, crank that shit up and just let that thing go because sound the score or the the music is good but the sound that they recorded for those cars is just on point and it's that's a good time in itself i honestly believe the film is a very interesting film even if you're not into cars the portrayal of the characters is really good the story is interesting watching these really big powerful titans of industry just kind of duke it out with one another on this large scale and it's very public scale and there's very these very like subtle things they do to kind of undercut undercut each other and i don't know it's it's certain parts of it are in high esteem but other parts of it are just really dirty and just kind of lowbrow yeah. it I, I loved the film very 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 good this one i fuck i almost wanted to say 3.5 it's like i you know fuck it 3.5 i'm i'm nice. giving it three and a half slices ford versus ferrari i loved this movie yeah now you kind of touch base you touch base. You said even if you don't like cars or racing, which is me. But that that's the one thing I'm like, I don't know if I like it because I don't like those things. But it also just looks like it's going to be a long, slow, tedious movie in some points. Is it like that or does it move? Pretty I, I think it moves at a pretty good pace because you're seeing the individual milestones and you you, you cross that finish line <laughs> and you, you're on to the next thing. And it does it at a good click like you, you the end goal obviously it's built into the title of the movie ford versus furry it's kind of going to come down to the race but there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that have to happen before we even get to that point and i liked every step of that journey myself there's the corporate side of it where they need a certain public image that's where josh lucas's character comes in is kind of mucking up the works with like oh we we needed to look like this we we got to have you behave this way don't don't use these words in public make sure you park the car like in this position shit like that that just drives people you know oh. uh carol shelby and ken miles crazy uh carol shelby he's already an accomplished in the automotive field he's known himself is still he still kind of needs to like prove himself like it, there's there's no point in just kind of settling at least that's what his, his character the impression his character seems to give is he keeps pushing it as far as this thing can go and he's he's found a driver who does exactly that and christian bale's a uh, ken miles portrayal this this guy pushes his everything he touches he pushes it hard. Um, still a mm-hmm. family man. I love that we see that side of it. He still has a wife and a son that he's very attentive to. And nice. they are very involved in his racing career. Like she knows her way around the track. Like she knows what's going on when he's talking about a race. The, it's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting all around. I, I like the this version of like the 
corporate politics because it's kind of from the underdog side of things where it's the outsider who doesn't want all of that shit involved in what they're doing. You're just trying mm-hmm. to win. You know, you're just trying to win the race. And you told me any means necessary, so I'm doing it. But oh no, <laughs> now after the fact is coming with all this bullshit. Really, yeah, I found it to be really, really interesting. Very entertaining story. Nice. Yeah, I think I might check that out. I know it's on HBO Max. So thank you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to try to go really quick through three movies. Let's see if I can get this done boom, boom, boom. thoroughly. Yeah. So <laughs> as, as you know, no, we are in November, so Thanksgiving's coming up, and there's a Thanksgiving theme movie that I uh, recently watched. Oh. It's called Friendsgiving. Um, oh, okay. It's about two best friends who recently broke up with their significant others, and they just plan on having a chill day together on Thanksgiving. But that kind of goes downhill when one of them decides to invite some other friends and a new lover, and the other friend gets kind of jealous, and they kind of push their friendships to the max. And this is a comedy movie, and it stars um, the the two friends are Kat Dennings and. Colin Ackerman, and it has Alicia, Aisha Tyler, um, Dion Cole, fucking Wanda Sykes. It has a bunch of like really cool fucking comedy people in it. And it's produced oh, by Ben Stiller, nice. uh, his company, uh, Red Hour, his wife, oh. Kristen Taylor's in it. And uh, it, hmm. it's really, and uh, Jane Fonda, I think. I could be wrong. I think she's in it. Like, it has a great cast. It, it sounds like a fun premise. And uh, unfortunately, it fell flat for me. Like, the movie wasn't even like an hour and 45 minutes, oh. I don't think. And for me, it kind of just dragged. I kept looking at the clock and I'm like, how much longer do I have? And I'm like, I love these actors and actresses. And uh, it just, I knew it wanted to be funny, but it just, wasn't hitting the beats for me so i'm gonna give friends giving a 1.5 stars out of four and stars i mean toast mm-hmm. because fuck Shoot. stars <laughs> <laughs> so All right. yeah. it's not not going to the friends giving <laughs> yeah fuck friends giving uh watch a friends thanksgiving episode instead if you want friends on thanksgiving um <laughs> let's see up next uh uh, the next movie, I, 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 it came out earlier this year, and I was like, I don't want to watch it, but I finally got around to it, is the uh, Steve Carell Rose Byrne movie Irresistible. Uh, Steve Carell plays a Democratic, Democratic, oh. plays a Democratic hmm. uh, strategist type guy who helps uh, people run for, like, high up positions. So yeah, and that he's all downtrodden after uh Hillary Clinton loses and then like a year or two later someone brings him a video of Chris Cooper. Uh he's like a local rural guy. He 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 uh he stood up to his local fucking law people trying to stand up for immigrants and and, and Steve Carell's like, "Oh shit, I got to go and I got to make this guy the next mayor of this town." And then, like, it becomes this big story because he's bringing a little guy up. And then, like, Rose Byrne is, like, one of his uh, opponents. Uh, She's a Republican person in this area. And it's, like, a very heartwarming story of, like, just watching local politics and seeing Steve Krell be this, like, preppy guy from Washington kind of fit in in this, like, lower area. Like, there's a funny scene of, like, he goes to get coffee and the lady's like, oh, I knew you were coming. You're staying at this guy's house. Bring him these scones. I, I put a little something extra in there for you. And he fucking just takes a bite out of it. And then, like, you see him in his car. He's just downing the shit. And, like, the lady's always offering him these. Like, he's just, like, loving this life. Even though, at first, it seemed kind of dicey and sketchy to him. Yeah. So, it's just watching him change this guy and make this, this like, farmer-type guy, this down-to-earth, blue-collar guy a democratic mayoral candidate. There's a twist at the end, which I did not see coming. And I was like, holy fuck blew my mind. But one thing that really got me, I had my phone next to me and there was like an Alexa in the room uh, or no, my phone Alexa wasn't there. Um, Alexa was there, but in the beginning of the movie, there's an alarm going off and he's like, Google stop. Google turn off. And like every time he said Google, my phone was just clicking off. Oh, like, no. It was t- taking an order. And I'm like, fuck you. It doesn't listen to me, but it listens to Steve Carell. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this movie. What's up? Sorry. I was going to say we all listen to Steve Carell. Who doesn't want to listen to Michael Scott besides his <laughs> workers, I guess. So, yeah, this movie was really delightful. And I thought it was going to be this like political rat race movie because it was made by it directed and written by John Stewart of former host of The Daily Show. So I'm like. Uh, he's too highbrow for me, but God did it work, man. Nice. It was oh, great. Awesome. So this is, I'm giving this a 3.5 star. Oh, uh, why do I keep saying star toast, man? 
Like, I wish I could give it four. I don't know what's holding me back. Oh, you know who else is in this that you might like? Mackenzie Davis, I think your name is. Oh, uh, the chick nice. from and Catch Fire. She yeah. plays Chris Cooper's daughter. And, like, when you first see her, like, like uh, Steve Carell's looking at her, and, like, it's this picturesque, like, you can tell he's kind of in love. And then, like, it pans to her hands inside a fucking cow's ass. And oh it's like, God. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of weird. But, uh, yeah fucking um irresistible guys check this one out it's a great movie man you can rent it at redbox you rent it on vod it'll probably be on like some network or streaming soon uh let's see so that was kind of a long review sorry about that that sounds good yeah so no it was really good yeah you should check it out like i figured i watched this right before the election i'm like i'm gonna watch a political movie and uh so that was that well nice Um, choice yeah i was very happy with with it um and the next one also came out in the pandemic it's a movie called standing up falling down it's about uh ben schwartz he uh wants to be an up-and-coming comedian and he's out in los angeles and he's not getting any work he's not really hitting the scene hard so he decides to move back home in with his parents and his sister and he has no friends really because all his friends grew up and have families and they've moved on and he's at a bar one night and he goes to the bathroom and walks in billy crystal he bumps into him <laughs> and billy crystal pees in a sink and like they kind of talk and then billy crystal sees like a rash on ben schwartz hand and he's like oh wow i know a guy that you can go uh dermatologist you should see him he's over on this street blah 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 and he's like oh yeah cool cool he's like some weird fucking drunk he doesn't want to deal with him so he goes to the dermatologist turns out it's billy crystal oh my god and uh it essentially becomes the two of them bonding like they become the best of friends and like we find out billy crystal his first wife had died his second wife has died his children don't want anything to do with them uh ben schwartz's family doesn't believe in him or his, uh, well, his mother kind of does, and his sister's nice, but his dad doesn't believe in comedy. At one point, his dad's like, son, uh, a year ago, you, my uncle, my uncle, your uncle and I went to Vegas. We were doing great. We're on a heater. We got some comp tickets. We saw Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett was so great. I spit my drink out all over your uncle, laughing my ass off at Brad Garrett. And Ben Schwartz is like, okay, so what's the point? He's like, son, you're no Brad Garrett. Work for the oh, post my office. God. So, and Billy Crystal, and Billy Crystal's like, oh, you're kind of a funny guy. You should, uh, you should do stand up. And it's kind of like Billy Crystal gives Ben Schwartz the attention. He kind of becomes like a father figure in a way, but they're like friends. They're getting high. They're getting drunk. They're getting in some wacky situations. And it's just nice seeing Billy Crystal, uh, and Ben Schwartz together. This movie is pretty fun, man. Nice. It's called Standing Up, Falling Down. I give this, fuck, I'm giving this also three and a half. <laughs> okay like it's a really heartwarming film and i i wish i saw it sooner so i don't know all right standing up falling dead that sounds awesome where no where did you watch that one or how that one uh that one's on stars right now okay cool. um you probably find it on vod somewhere i assume um yeah i mean i have some other reviews but i'm gonna hold off because i fucking said a lot tonight but um dennis uh i know you haven't had a chance to really watch stuff you're getting back in the swing of things being home and whatnot but have you watched any of uh, season two of Mandalorian? Of oh yes, sir. Of course I have. I n- could not pass up the opportunity to watch that though. I got to tell you, that was uh, a part of our fa- you know our ritual <laughs> family watching watchings had to hit up the Mando. Um, nice. Do you want to? Do you want to uh, just end the podcast now and then like do like a post? post fucking outro uh spoiler review of the first two episodes or would that be weird no i'll take let's just do it right here let's just drop it right in they they can without i guess without spoils or uh to a certain amount yeah i mean even <laughs> I... uh kind of hard not to spoil yeah i mean there's there's some cool things that happened. <laughs> if you're listening and you're a fan of The Mandalorian and you haven't seen it, you might want to shut it off now. We're going to get deep into this, I think. Yeah, for for the yeah, for you folks, uh stay toasty. See ya. Okay. So, <laughs> um Mandalorian, yeah. And as soon as as soon as they fucking got to uh got out to that town out in uh on Tatooine, it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, fucking crate dragon." I've always that's one of those <laughs> creatures in the Star Wars universe that we've never got to see. It's always mm-hmm. re- it's been referenced to many, many times. And I it was so much fun finally getting to see this fucker. 
And even the way they killed it off is like the way they killed it off in Knights of the Old Republic, very mm. famous Star Wars game. The explosives in the ground under its belly is the same way you gotta you gotta try to kill it or at least stun it in the in the game. But mm. I appreciated the cameo of uh, I always the get it mixed up with Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas. Uh, oh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I love Oliphant, man. No. Timothy Oliphant and I, Josh Dumel. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. I yeah. But when awesome. he walks in and he's in he's, the fucking uh, Mandalorian armor, he's wearing Boba Fett's armor. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. And that's that was pretty cool. I was like, wait a minute. Is it Boba Fett's armor? It seems slightly different. The shoulders seemed to drop off a little faster. It's a little more rounded than I feel like I remember. But that was, you know, you know, he's not a Mandalorian. Mm hmm. Oh, that's true. Like, it could just be missing pieces or something because of because he, he was in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Now, it has been revealed in the comics that um, expanded universe, the you know, former canon pre Disney acquisition. It was canon that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. And it was in a comedic Star Wars comic book series featuring two bumbling stormtroopers yeah. that uh, kind of like they, they keep they keep skirting around major events in this in the Star Wars series. But they kind of bumble through them with the by the skin of their teeth. Do you think those two are anything like the two stormtroopers uh, played by, uh, I want to say, Ben Schwartz and uh, fucking Jason? Yeah. Do you think those are the same two or are they completely different? You think I feel like they're completely different because in I believe in the context of the comic books, they eventually start working for the rebellion. I could be wrong on that one, but like they weren't that vicious, like when he started smacking around the child and stuff like that. Like, I don't I feel like they weren't that empire, you know, um, OK, it was a lot more lighthearted. And but they were supposedly they are the reason why Boba Fett survives. So I obviously huh. all of that will be retconned and there will be some other reason how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. But clearly all of his armor did, too. So my guess is mm-hmm. he shrugged it off because he was bested. He was bested by the beast. So he's like, I've lost. I don't deserve this anymore. That's my guess. Yeah. Boba wandered out there wandering the desert somewhere without any of his armor, but he's still a Mandalorian. Well, clone. Some some say he doesn't bear the true blood of a Mandalorian as he did not uh, was not raised within their their culture. But I'd say he's a badass. Um, Totally sidetracked, though. But that was that was an awesome. That was a fun intro back into the series. Like, I'm glad it didn't jump too hard into the story arc in that one. You know, like we got some of it. He's trying to Mm -hmm. find because he's trying to find the next clan of Mandalorians to direct him to where he should take the child to. And and yeah. And then in that effort, he stumbles across someone who just happens to be in Mandalorian armor. And then, yeah, Kray Dragon. Great dragon. Fucking uh teaming up with the sand people was sick. Oh yeah, seeing them talking and oh. shit and like the sign language and like the culture. That yeah. was kind of cool. Finally seeing a new point of view for those guys. Yeah. And it was just a matter of establishing that means of communication. Because obviously these are people who've survived a long time out in this mm-hmm. very brutal, brutal planet. I feel like it's interesting. The whole show is supposed to be kind of like a Western. And I feel like the first season didn't have Western vibes to me, but the fucking first episode of this season totally felt like a Western comes to town. There's a problem. He has to solve it. He gets what he needs and he moves on. And like the fucking aspect ratio yeah. changing. Oh, it was sexy. Oh yes. I love that. It's like once the, once the beast went down, we got to like, we came back home. It, it's mm. like we could finally settle back in again to that cinematic perspective. The familiarity of it being Star Wars again comes back. Like it's the because I think it was even after like the final roar of it or something. I think so. Changed back. That it's just those touches like that. I love them playing with the format and the fact that this is built to be something that can not not be drug out, but we can savor it. We don't need to rush through his story. I just like mm-hmm. seeing more of the world. This is what a Star Wars TV series should be, is continuing to explore the other corners of the universe that were only references, were only lines of dialogue. Like, this is that opportunity for the rest of us fanboys to and girls and what have you, all of the fans to really just enjoy Star Wars. And I think that even goes deeper on the second episode of season two. Like, I I didn't watch it before. Like, I asked my brother, he's like, oh, he asked me, have you seen it? I'm like, not yet. He's like, that's like a bottle episode. It's not great. And I'm like, 
I watch them like, holy shit, that's fucking genius. This is a great episode. You're seeing so many different things happening here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a little a little Dave Filoni cameo as one of the uh, rebel pilots. Oh, is that who that was? I was wondering who the, those guys were. The, like. the guy who didn't talk as much. Uh, the huh. pilot that only spoke when they were actually off planet, but then he didn't have a single, single line of dialogue for the rest of the episode. That's weird. Um, that was him. Uh, he was also in the that prison break episode, too. He's one huh. of the chips that just uh, which they reference. Again, they reference that moment. Oh, mm-hmm. didn't you save the life of rebel corrections? Yes, I did. Um, like, that was a great scene. You, you like you're like, how the fuck is he getting out of this? And then I guess we're fast forwarding a lot. So uh, let's go back. Uh, ideally, he wants to he, he has a lead, a new lead on where the Mandalorians might be from this frog type lady who's trying to fertilize her eggs with her husband. She's like, you get me where I got to go. My husband will tell you where they're at. And they kind of get off course because they can't drive through what, like warp speed or something. They can't, they can't go to, uh, they can't use the hyperdrive because Hmm. it will, um, it has an effect on the eggs. It will kill her offspring. They can't handle the faster than light travel just because yeah. of whatever the the biology of this particular uh, frog people race, they, they can't uh, handle that. Same with sound, because if, uh, I guess it has to do with how they hear. Certain sounds are huh. very, very painful. When she freaked out after he sent out that uh, the the beacon, which obviously mm-hmm. he doesn't want to have his fucking location pinging all over the galaxy. But yeah, she seemed to have a physical effect, you know, yeah, he was visibly upset when that thing went off. So and I, I he even like... tried not doing it himself, but he, yep. he had to do it. I, I loved the tension in that scene of him trying to talk his way around it. And the oh, doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be working. Oh, shoot. I guess I better fix that. <laughs> oh, look, it's working fine. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, after he has to fly away from the X-Wings and like they're like, oh, shit, he's not going to survive this. And like, you think they're safe? Nope. And then. The fucking weird wreckish and carnage that happens. Oh, and the God, fact yeah. that the, whole time the child is fixated on the eggs and he wants to eat the eggs. <laughs> that was oh, so, man. And every time we ate one, we're all just like, no. <laughs> but the, I'm not going to lie. The last one he had, I just laughed my ass off. I'm like, oh, oh that's fucking adorable. Ugh. And it's like, you know, this, you know, this poor woman knows she's missing eggs. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot. Now there's what, like six left, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like less than half by the end. <laughs> and of the- even as he's doing that, like you see him going and breaking open big eggs and eating fucking spiders. It's like he has no boundaries with what when it comes to food. It feels like he has literal guts. He's got some guts <laughs> on him, that's for sure. Oh boy, I love like when when the Mando had to scoop him up. He's like, it's nap time now. It's like, ah, oh, he's gonna bed. <laughs> I, li- I I like that kind of juxtaposition of he's this hard ass, cold, calculating killer, but. Mm-hmm. He's also this doting, like very caring, very caring caregiver. I don't know. I used yeah. yeah that was terrible. Um, I <laughs> great great combination of things. I I love this world that we're existing in. I'm sure they're going to give us a hell of a lot more. And I love uh the little joke he had in there earlier, and he's like, yeah. So uh, wake me when they they have to like fly at like half oh. speed or whatnot. And he's like, wake me if this happens. He's like, just kidding. We'd be dead. We'd all we'd That's- all be dead. <laughs> Uh, and I and I love the uh, the fucking Taika cameo voice cameo again. Oh shit! That was great. That's right. Oh my god! And didn't even really catch didn't even really catch that until now. That's funny. Like the whole time, I'm like, what, whose voice is that? I'm like, oh yeah, that's IG Eleven or whatever his name is. But ah, uh, just the tension of like killing the 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 spiders, and then back to where we, you were talking earlier when those fucking X wing guys were there. And it's like, oh shit, he's fucking surrounded. Oh yeah. And then he's like, could you guys help me? Could you pa- help me patch this up? And they're like, nope, fuck you. And they leave pretty much. I'm like, oh wow. Well, it's well, it's like the his. I think it was more his trade off of, mm-hmm. um, if I forego collecting those bounties, would you guys stay and help me repair my ship instead? And he, and his, I loved his response. And it's like, how about we just call <laughs> it even? And they fucking bounce. Yeah. And it's like, okay, fair enough. That's yeah, that's, that's cool. He can still go collect his money. He can still, you know, it's like they see how rough he's got it. And he's not exactly he's not targeting the rebellion. He's mm-hmm. clear and he doesn't seem to be helping the remnant imperial forces. So it's like, mm. in fact, it seems like he's working against them. 
Yeah. Oh, for all, for all they know. Yeah. All the bounty hunters in the beginning that were trying to attack him and the child in the opening in the desert. That was intense. Oh, yeah. That was that was awesome. I yeah. dug that. Oh, man. I I can't wait to see where this season's going. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's like all, all it did was just kind of if anything, I'm just even more excited now. Even having got two episodes in, I'm just looking forward to the rest. Oh, yeah. And we're, we still haven't met Ahsoka. We still haven't seen. Yeah, where's he at? He's ready for fucking vengeance, I feel like. And then when's when's uh, Boba Fett going to uh-huh. clear his head? Like, is that all we're going to see? Right. That would be so fucked up. If Holy that's shit. All we see. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess uh, with that, since I get shitty audio and we're kind of at the end of this, maybe we'll talk about Mando episode three, season two next week, maybe. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. You know, that's that's happening. That's happening. Oh, one thing. You, well, sorry, you, you oh. haven't actually listened to any of the previous episodes where he talks so much shit about you. And that's why you're back. Um, I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of cute. Mike kind of got you in every episode. Like he kind of like pulled you saying like stay toasty from different episodes and puts that at the end. So I, it's nice to actually have you back. But like he oh. didn't tell me he was going to do it. And when I listened to him, I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. It was great. So it's nice to have you back to say all that. Joke. Nice. Thanks, dude. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad to be back doing it. I missed I missed chatting to all of you folks and having our fun conversations here up on the on the movie toast. We we didn't have any uh, fun orgasms uh, <laughs> conversations today, like our theme song says. No, uh, no. Sorry. Maybe next week you have to come back ooh, for that. When the man gives someone an orgasm, dude, I'm looking forward to that Disney Plus episode. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! Boy. Disney Plus, <laughs> Disney Triple X. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, ah, man. What what an episode. Yeah. We got a lot in tonight, man. Thanks for listening to me mumble. Oh, dude. No, it's, it's just good to be back. Good to be here doing it again. And then we managed to jam one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine what? reviews into this episode. So look at that. I think that might Hell be a record. Yeah. <laughs> and we're keeping it under an hour and a half. So that's nice. Uh, there you go. It'll, it's a sizable episode, but not. What's not the return of a big you know? toaster, man? We got we got a big slice back. So we got to get a hit with vengeance. The, the big slice <laughs> is back. That There we go. Big slice. Uh, yeah, that that's my... your new nickname. Hey, welcome to, welcome to episode big 60 slow? of Movie Toast. Big slice here. Yeah, I'm the little slice. Oh, boy. Big slice and a bread. <laughs> what a show that would be. Oh, boy. Uh, well, tell us if you want us to change our title handles to that, guys. Get at us on all the social medias. And by all, I mean Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, fucking Discord, at movie underscore toast. Don't forget to check out our videos over at YouTube at Movie Toast News and Reviews. And check out some shit over at fucking Facebook, which I'm not saying fuck Facebook. We said that for far too long and we lost some downloads because of that. But we're on Facebook at Movie Toast News and Reviews. I almost said underscore. I fucked that up. But I didn't. I only <laughs> fucked up toast scales today. I kept saying stars. Stars. Well, we can maybe we cut uh. stars out of the toast. So. Oh boy. It's, it's still there. <laughs> All right, folks. As always, and it's good to say this again. Stay toasty. <laughs> <laughs>